What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pick 6 Nation. This is going to be episode 9 with my guest, Jake Kaufman. Uh, Jake, thank you for coming on. Hey, no problem. Always glad to help you, Mike. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, the topics for this week are um, the Packers 49ers takeaways, the takeaways from week 8, um, the preview of upcoming games on Sunday and Monday, and the Javon Wims throws punch at C.J. Gardner-Johnson situation. All right, let's get into the Packers 49ers takeaways. Uh, Jake, what do you take away from that game? Well, what do you have to say? Packers played a great game. You got Aaron Rodgers once again showing off that he will go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever played this game, tossing four touchdowns in the game. Devontae Adams is starting to really show off himself as a great as probably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now with the absence of Michael Thomas. I don't care what Julio Jones says. I think right now Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. And then we're finally seeing Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sorry about that. We're seeing Marquez Valdez-Scantling finally becoming a wide receiver too that probably Devontae Adams hasn't had since Jordy Nelson back in 2016. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you about Devontae Adams. And I also want to talk about Aaron Jones because he was damn good in that game too. Yeah. For not for playing through a calf injury, his backup, his two backups were couldn't play because of the COVID-19 situation. One of them, uh, AJ Dillon tested positive. So good for him. Like that was just crazy. He barely practiced all week and he played one hell of a game. I got to give it to him. He's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Packers just overall dominated the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I just want to say about the 49ers, this is not a Super Bowl hangover. They've been ravaged by injuries. And even right before that game, I think it was uh, one of the receivers tested positive for COVID-19. So that knocked out two of their top receivers. Debo Samuel was already not going to play. Kittle's out for a couple weeks. This is not a Super Bowl hangover. That defense is still great for losing Joey Bosa. I'm sorry, Nick Bosa. I was thinking of his brother on San Diego. Oh, but, They've just been ravaged by injuries. This is not a Super Bowl hangover. I think this is starting to realize one of the reasons why we do have, play a preseason, why many of the guys choose not to opt out of the preseason and want to play a couple snaps because we're seeing something like this. Injuries have just ravaged the league this year. Yeah, it's been a really rough uh, year for injuries. It's it's lot, it's tough. It's really It really sucks that that's the case, that there's a lot of injuries. It does especially for a team like the 49ers who went to the Super Bowl. It's just awful for them. Even Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play. I think if he was able to be under center, it probably would have been like a shootout against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, like what we saw in the NFC Championship game. And we would have actually seen a competitive game. Instead, we get a blowout by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of injuries – and hopefully people that, that the people, the players that are injured right now in the NFL, they get better soon. And the uh, players with COVID, they um, don't, uh, they uh, recover from COVID. So that's, we hope that that happens. Yeah. This has just been dark times. But yeah, at least really dark have, times. At least yeah. we still uh, have. Do you have anything else about that game? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. There's only so much you could talk about a blowout. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. All right, now let's go to the takeaways from week eight in general. What do you take away from week eight? Uh, what do I take away from week eight? Hmm. 
Well, we got to say once again, Russell Wilson steps back into the catalyst as as MVP after having kind of a bad performance, surprising bad performance in an overtime loss to the Cardinals. Once again, he's showing off he is the MVP uh, this year. I said it before on your show, he's MVP. I'm going to say it now. I still believe Russell Wilson is the most valuable player for this COVID-19 season. Yeah, I think so too. Um, one thing I do want to say, I had said something last week about uh, the Vikings finishing last in the NFC North. And I want to say that I think the Vikings will finish above the Lions. I just think what they did to the Packers at Lambeau was just unreal. And I think um, I think they get the edge over the Lions. I mean, that's that, that Vikings team that we saw against the Packers, that was – that's the Vikings team – that is what we're normally used to seeing and their record right now, the Vikings is not a reflection of how good they actually are as a team. I mean, once again with them, they decided to let Everson Griffin walk in free agency. Their defense took a little bit of a hit. They even let Linval Joseph walk in free agency. Those are two hits on the defensive side, couple injuries on also to the defense. Dalvin cook has missed a game or two. And then when we finally saw them once again, like what this Vikings team is when they're healthy, Dalvin Cook goes off for 109, almost 200 total yards, four touchdowns. Like it was just an unbelievable performance by him. He is the workhorse of the NFL, easily top three, top five back for sure. Like yeah. that's what we're used to with Minnesota, but I think they'll probably get a win this week. But remember, we got Monday Night Football, Kirk Cousins against the Bears defense. Kirk Cousins against the Bears defense hasn't ever hasn't panned out well for him in his couple seasons under center in Minnesota. He's always had a rough time against the Bears defense, whether it's Monday night, he can't win in prime time. We've already seen his stat line, no wins on Monday night football. I don't think yeah, he's going to get a win stuff. next week against the Bears, especially with Mack and now Robert Quinn to one side. I think that's, as I said, I've seen all year. Khalil Mack finally has a guy that can actually take on double team blocks and he can actually get through on the pass rush. We saw him force a fumble last week against Drew Brees, who's arguably doesn't really turn the ball over that much. And Mac just threw his tackle right into him. That's just sheer force of that pass rush. I'm I'd be afraid to be under center with Mac on the other side of the field. Yeah, me too. I agree with you there. Um, also, um, I want to talk about Tua. I think he's on. Un- he's unbelievable. I mean, he's been playing really well. Yeah, I think his stat line doesn't show for it, but hey, he led his team to victory against against uh, the Rams, and the defense yeah. stepped up. That always helps you. Like he had that at Alabama. He had a pretty decent defense that could get some stops, force some turnovers for him, given the ball. Like it looked like he was back in college at Alabama defense is getting some turnovers, except they scored a couple touchdowns. You keep him off the field, you keep him ahead and it makes life easier for a rookie quarterback in his first start. Yeah. It really does. I mean, yeah, two, two is really special. It really is a special player. Yeah. I got another takeaway from week eight. I was looking at the stat lines. Uh, What is it? I've heard multiple people say so far this year, Derrick Henry will regress from his uh, 2019 rushing champ. Well, I guess they were wrong. That regression hasn't happened yet. He's still the leading rusher in the NFL right now. 
and he's tied in a three-way tie for second place with eight total touchdowns on the year. He could yeah. easily surpass his fifth, his 16 total touchdowns from last season. Well, oh no, I'm sorry, it's 17. I totally forgot about his two two receiving touchdowns. I was oh. thinking of the one from week one, but I forget the one against Carolina last year. He could oh. easily surpass that. We are looking at the next dominant running back of the league. I think Henry is the next workhorse of the NFL. I don't yes. care that he can't catch passes. He's the best pure rusher in the NFL. I don't, I'm not saying he's the best back. The best backs is definitely either Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. And you can even make a case for Dalvin Cook. But I would put Henry among that group and definitely the best pure runner in the NFL. Yeah. Um, well, I want to ask this. What what led to people thinking that Derrick Henry would regress? I think one of the things that he would regress is definitely the loss of Jack Corklin on his offensive line. And then we've even seen earlier in the season, sadly, his other star tackle, Taylor Lewan, tore his ACL. That is an average Tennessee offensive line. But I think what's really helped him is really the presence of Ryan Tannehill, where that team runs primarily out of play action. So you got to be prepared that Tannehill may keep it and run, or they're even willing to give it to Henry on some of those plays. You always know, even on the goal line, we're going to give it to Derrick Henry. We saw him against Houston. They ran that Tebow, Tebow formation, direct snap to Henry, and he wins the game on a direct snap for a touchdown. You know what's going to happen, but there's just no way of stopping him. You, you stack the box. You can't stop him. This kid, he's been unbelievable. I've enjoyed watching him during his time at Alabama. I always said he was going to be great in the league. I wanted the Bears to draft him when we were moving on from Matt Forte. I've A lot of people disagreed with me, but I said, this guy is going to be something special. Give him a team. Give him a shot. He's going to make you worth everything to put that you were going to be grateful that you drafted him. And now, look, Tennessee's grateful that they drafted him in the second round. Yes, a second-round pick is one of the best backs in the league. Sure, Zeke. Zeke went in the first round, but Henry goes, what was it, 30 picks after him at 34 in the second round to Tennessee, two pick, four picks before the Bears picked that year. I wanted Henry for Chicago, and I was right. I was right. He was going to dominate the league when he finally got his opportunity. Right. I mean, I, I completely agree with you on Derrick Henry. I th- He was very fun to watch at Alabama. He's very fun to watch in the NFL. All the stiff arms. Yeah, I bench, I curl too much. No, I don't think you're curling enough. You need to flip now a defensive end or something, like what he did to Michigan State's defensive end in the college football playoff. Yeah. Yeah, he's – Derrick Henry's also special too. He is something special. Yeah. And fun to watch. Uh, Do you have any other takeaways from week eight? I don't think so. I think – I don't think so. I'm just looking forward to week nine. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to week nine, too. All right. Uh, now let's go to the preview of the upcoming games on Sunday and Monday. Uh, I'm going to share my screen with you. All right. All right. Uh, Jake, What? who do you think wins this game, the Giants or the football team? Uh, I got to go with the New York Giants. We almost saw them upset Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Daniel Jones had some – Finally, what we've been waiting for, a little bit of fourth quarter magic, came up a two-point conversion short. 
of tying the football game and possibly forcing overtime. That defense, we saw them against Dallas. The Sadly, the game Dak Prescott got hurt. They were able to force a turnover, a pick six off of Dak before this gruesome ankle injury. That defense could get them stops. Daniel Jones under center, he will be without Golden Tate after getting into a clash with some of the organiz- with some of the play staff for the Giants. But the only win so far this year for the New York Giants has been against the Washington football team. I'm going to ride the Giants again in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I got to ride the Giants uh, with this one too. So, yeah. Anyway, what do you think about the Bears versus the Titans? Well, we got Jadavion Clowney out for the Titans. That defense, even with the addition of Jadavion Clowney, hasn't been what we thought many of us thought that defense would be. He had some of his best years with Mike Vrabel as his defensive coordinator, who's the current Titans head coach. I haven't seen a team been able to stop Derrick Henry except the Pittsburgh Steelers, but still on 20 carries, he got almost 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That's been the only team that's really been able to stop him besides Buffalo. But even against Buffalo, he still had two touchdowns. But that was a shortened week where they only had two or three practices because of their team being ravaged with COVID-19, with the COVID-19 outbreak on the Titans. That's been his only worst game so far this year. But with that Bears defense, with the pass rush of Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, who's been great this year, a pretty good secondary with two of the top two of the top 10 best coverage corners and Kendall Fuller and rookie Jalen Johnson. And then that bears offensive line. Sadly, we will not, they will be playing without one of their starting tackles. Who's a backup because he tested positive for COVID-19, but I got to go. I think Nick Foles will finally have a good game, especially against a vulnerable secondary with the Titans Desmond King. They got at the trade deadline. He's not eligible to play this week because of COVID-19 restrictions. Wouldn't allow him to play this week because he must test negative, must take two or three COVID-19 standard tests, which usually take two to four days to get your results. I'm going to go with the bears. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with the bears over Tennessee just because of a healthier defense, a better defense. And I think that average offense will have one of their best performances against a vulnerable Titans defense. (sighs) All right. I mean, I'll go with the Titans on this one. (laughs) I mean, the Bears offense is just not, I mean, it's just not, um, not nearly as strong as their defense. I agree. I do agree with that. I honestly think the offense is better with Trubisky under center just because of the legs to extend plays, the ability to extend plays. Nick Foles is a pocket passer. He accepts his role and what he is. He is a pocket passer. He can't scramble or anything. Trubisky, just that legs, like we saw him against Atlanta break a 47-yard run right near the half. He just made a great read, realized it was man coverage, take it off, and he almost got a touchdown off of it. I just think that offense is better with Trubisky under center. He may not be the best quarterback, but he's the best quarterback for that Bears offense. Right, right. Um, now, um, what about the Lions versus the Vikings? What do you who do you think wins that game? Oh, this is an easy one. Stafford's out because of possible exposure to COVID nineteen. You got to go with the with the Vikings after their performance last week. Dalvin Cook has a big game. 
That defense steps up once again against Chase Daniel, the former Bears backup QB. He's nowhere near the talent of Stafford. He's without Kenny Galladay. You can't pick, you can't pick the Lions. I'm going with the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings too. Um, yeah, I think yeah, the Vikings will win that game. So yeah. Now, what about the Panthers versus the Chiefs? Oh, this is another easy one. I don't have to say anything. Best offense in the league. Kansas City wins this game. Yeah, Kansas City wins that game too. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, now, what about the Texans versus the Jaguars? Well, we got a fun little toilet bowl game. <laughs> Definitely a toilet bowl game. But once again, we have the same situation in Jacksonville, like in Detroit. Starting quarterback Gardner Minshew is out. But this time it's because of an injury. Houston has started to look better under their interim head coach. I got to take Houston in this game. Vulnerable Jacksonville defense. Deshaun Watson has a good game. Houston. Yeah, I'm taking Houston on this one too. I just think they've looked so much better as a team than the Jacksonville Jaguars throughout the season. Yes. All right. Now, what about the Ravens versus the Colts? Well, this should be a fun defensive clash. You got two of the best defenses in the league with the Colts defense as well as the Ravens defense. But this is, we got Des Bryant returning for Baltimore for the first time since 2017 to play possibly his first NFL snap since December of 2017 in, in Dallas. I think Des will have a nice reunion return to the NFL, especially in that high powered Ravens offense. I think I'm going to go with Baltimore in this game just because of that defense being better than the than the Colts defense and that possibility that Phillip Rivers could throw two or four interceptions. I got to go with the Ravens. Yeah, I got to go with the Ravens also. So, yeah, I just think Lamar Jackson can cause a lot of problems for that Colts defense. Yes. And also Mark Ingram and um, J.K. Dobbins. Yes. Gus Edwards. Yes. I don't know how that three back system works. And then you can even consider Lamar Jackson as a runner. I don't know how that system works, but it works. Yeah. All right. Now what about the Colts versus the, I mean, Oh my God. I'm at the Seahawks versus the bills. (laughs) I just got to say one phrase for this game. Let Russ cook. I think Russ cooks, especially with this great wide receiver and DK Metcalf against Buffalo, against kind of a vulnerable Buffalo defense. Tredavious White could possibly be out. I don't know how you pick this. I think this is a high-scoring affair, but I think Seattle comes out on top, unlike what they did in a high-scoring affair against Arizona. I got to go with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle, too. I just think Russ um, uh, just torched so many touchdowns. I think he could torch that vulnerable Bills deep secondary especially without Tredavious White yeah also what about the Broncos versus the Falcons <laughs> well we saw the Bronc the Broncos come back from 20 21 down to score 21 unanswered points between the third and fourth quarter last week against the Chargers Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon have been a great one-two punch for them. Jerry Judy has been a great addition to that wide receiver core. Drew Locke is starting to get back into himself. Atlanta, Atlanta has blown so many leads this year. I don't, you can't really trust Atlanta. Sure, they could possibly get a win. We saw them get a win last week on Thursday night football against the 
Carolina Panthers, but against the Broncos team who's, who's able to come back once again, I think maybe the hauntings of earlier in the season of the Falcons blowing huge leads could return. I'm going to go with Denver. Yeah. I'm also going with Denver. They've just been playing so much better uh, throughout the season than the Falcons. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now what about the Raiders versus the Chargers? Well, we have a fun one. We have a fun little AFC West conference rivalry between the Las Vegas Raiders and the San Diego Chargers at brand new SoFi Stadium. Derek Carr has been great this year. He's arguably having one of his best seasons. Josh Jacobs has been great for them. You got to, I don't even know, like that wide receiver core is just unbelievable that Derek Carr is able to throw so many touchdowns to guys that were barely used in their old systems. You got Nelson Aguilar, a rookie wide receiver, and Henry Ruggs. You got Darren Waller. And then you got the Chargers who rely mainly on their defense. But if the offense can't stay on the field, the defense gets tired, which is what we've seen in many times. The once dominant defense can't be so dominant if they keep playing on the field. I think I got to go with the Las Vegas Raiders in this game. Yeah, I'm also going with the Raiders. I just think the Raiders have been playing better than the Chargers. So sure. that's why I'm taking the Raiders. Especially even in last week's game in those 20 mile per hour gusts in Cleveland, they found a way to win 16 to six. They can, their defense can make stops when they need it. That's all that you need from an average defense. Just get to a couple stops, keep us in the game. The offense will score. All right. Um, now what about the Steelers versus the Cowboys? <laughs> I don't even know. I haven't even really heard about this starter. I guess he's from the AAF, the new Cowboys starter. I don't think he can even trust trust a starter making his first NFL his first NFL start in a few years. He's had a couple reps under center, but he's only thrown 60 total yards in six attempts. And how do you go against one of the best defenses in the league in the Pittsburgh Steelers? You got to go with Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah. Eight and oh, they're going to be eight and oh. Yeah, I know. I'm going with Pittsburgh in this game. They've been playing so much better than the Cowboys on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, now, what about the Dolphins versus the Cardinals? Well, we got a fun little matchup. Sadly, we never got to see this happen during their time in college. We're going to see Tua Tugavailoa take on Kyler Murray we probably would have wished that we could have seen them play each other in the college football playoff. But sadly he lost to Clemson that year. I think he did, or maybe on oh, no, no, I think he lost. I think they lost against who is it? I think it might've been Texas or somebody. And we never got to see this matchup happen in the college football playoff. Wait, it was, was it Clemson? Yeah. Um, like, what is it? The year, uh, what is it? Cause Kyler went a year before Tua even though Tua was eligible for the college for the NFL draft, Kyler Murray never made the playoff because Notre Dame got their butts handed to them by Clemson in the, in the playoff. Oh wait, no, no, he did. He, they, they did play each other. I just realized that they did play each other. Oh, they did play each other in that college football playoff. I just realized that because it was Oklahoma versus Alabama. We get the return. We get round two. I just realized that. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because that was right, Tua's right. final year as a fir- final his fir- his final healthy season, full season at Alabama, because Jalen Hurts was still his backup that year. We got round two. I just realized yeah. that we got round two. This should be fun. 
But I think yes. round two goes to Kyler Murray. I got to yeah, go I with think... Kyler and, and Arizona. Just a better defense, high-powered offense, especially without Miles Glaken for Miami. And we don't know who's going to start at running back for them because since they have six backs on the roster, who's going to get the majority of carries? I don't know. Especially with Tua only throwing 97 t- yards last week in a win against the Rams. I don't know what he's going to do against uh, – very tough Arizona defense. I got to go with Arizona. Yeah, I got to go with Arizona too. I just think they're a better team. Arizona's a better team overall. Yeah. So I think Tua is going to be great in this league. I think Tua is going to be great. He's definitely not rookie of the year this year, but I think he has a chance to to jump ahead of Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert just because of intriguing prospects to come to Miami and play for a rookie for a left a young lefty quarterback who is definitely interesting. We don't we have very few he's one of the few lefty quarterbacks I've ever played in the NFL. So it should be yeah. fun. Should be fun yeah, with two it should be a good game. bright days, brighter days in Miami will finally happen. This is the quarterback that they've been waiting since Dan Marino. This is the guy I think that's going to save that Dolphins program. Yeah. I mean, I was I mean I was going to say I mean, maybe uh, I think uh, trading Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers may work out after all. I think it could really work. I think it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. I think, honestly, it's a blessing in disguise because, look, Brian Bull, their head coach, when he was a defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, some great New England Patriots defenses, he was able to convince many of his former players to come to South Beach and play for him. There are a lot of guys on that roster that know his system. That defense could get better over time. You got Byron Jones. You were able to lure him from Dallas. You just need another safety. That's all that you need for your secondary, and you got a pretty tough defense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Dolphins team could be – I mean, that's a uh, really special team in the future for sure. It's a big what if if everything can align and everything turns out to be great. Right, right. All right. Now, what about the Saints versus the Buccaneers? Well, I've been hearing that. Was it we could have a fun one? Antonio Brown plays his first game, first game of the year since last year, Week Three for the New England Patriots, and once again he will be catching passes from Tom Brady. But there is one weapon that New Orleans is going to return, and that is the return of Michael Thomas after a high ankle sprain last uh, Week One in the last matchup against Tampa Bay. It should be a fun little one. Once again, we're going to see Brady and Breeze duke it out one one last time again, and hopefully we get to see another year or two of them going at each other. But I think once again, I don't, I can't, I don't know about Brady against that Saints defense. We saw that defense get a pick six off of Brady. I got to go with New Orleans again, even though they're on the road. I'm going with New Orleans. I'm, I'm, I think I'm actually going to go with the Buccaneers on this one. I think they win that rematch. Sure, they would probably want to come into this matchup going, wanting revenge. But after last week's performance against the New York Giants of all teams, I don't know if I can trust them. That defense couldn't make stops when they needed to. And you're playing a better quarterback. Drew Brees is nowhere, is nothing, is not Daniel Jones. He is easily a top five quarterback in the league. I don't know about that defense. I, I don't know if that was like a maybe a little fluke, a fluke week. I don't know but I just can't trust him after last week's performance. 
I, I gotta go with New Orleans. I I I just think that um that was a fluke with the Buccaneers. I think that was a fluke. So yeah. All right. Now what about the Patriots versus the Jets? <laughs> oh, this is easy. Patriots. Yeah. I'm still surprised Adam Gage is still the head coach of New York. Yeah, I'm I'm very surprised about that too. Oh and nine. I'm pretty sure his eyeballs will be falling out soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody better get a picture the day he gets fired. Somebody better get a picture of that exact moment when he finds out that he's been fired. And that yeah. that's the roast of the year, honestly. That is the roast of the year for 2020. Yes, has to be. All right, I'm going with the Patriots on this one. <laughs> All right. Um, do you guys do you have anything else with the uh, preview of the upcoming games? I don't think so. I think just again, we got another good matchup of games, and hopefully, let's have some fun. Yeah, let's hope we have some fun. Monday hopefully, night. the games and go we got well. Monday night football. Have your yeah. wings ready. Have your couch ready. Your lucky underwear, your lucky socks, whatever you think is lucky. It could be even be a jersey for all we're talking about. Just have yeah, it. And hopefully ready. no one um hopefully the officiating goes well. So no one <laughs> breaks anything. Yeah. And no fights. Let's hope yeah, no, no fights fight this week. <laughs> Maybe a couple rounds after the game, not sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Dude, maybe right. they can meet in the parking lot after. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, now uh, let's move on to the Javon Wims throws punch at CJ Gardner Johnson. Wow. That was unbelievable. I don't yeah. care even if he did spit on him, which is what Javon Wims is claiming. I don't care they spit on him. You don't just start – you don't rip a guy's chain off. Like, first off, the whole fight instigated from the alleged spitting, and then he ripped off his chain. And then you take one punch right to the head and then go again yeah. at the head. I don't care what the heck the guy said. I don't care if he was ta talking crap or anything or he said something about your mother. You could defend your mother, but not in that way. Say yeah. something back to him. Don't just start socking him right in the head. Yeah, right. And then thinking you're going to get away with it. That was just stupid. That was one of the dumbest things I have ever yeah. seen. I've seen some pretty bonehead plays in my many years of watching football, but that definitely takes the icing on the cake as one of the dumbest bonehead plays I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. All right. Uh, do you have anything else on this? I, all that I got to say is I'm surprised you only got two games. I think three or four is definitely – is definitely more than enough. And of course, you're not going to win your appeal. The NFL believes you deserve two games. If this happened earlier in the season, I think he would be looking at a three or four game suspension. And how is he still on the Bears roster? Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Um, I think that's it. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. And I think that is it for the episode. Uh, Jake, uh, thank you for coming on. Problem. Problem. Hey, anytime you need some help, let me know. Yes, you are. You're welcome anytime. You're Thank welcome anytime. Hey, man, have a good one. Thanks, you too.